Welcome back to the second episode of Daily Book Dose. Um, today we're going to be talking about the second chapter of the first book that we started with, The Family and the Nation. And when you've got a scientist who is the creator of the missile program of a country and a very famous monk together, obviously you're going to be talking about creation, destruction and meditation. So this is exactly what this chapter is about. Um, let's start off with the meditation part. And um, one of the questions we as humans ask ourselves a lot of times is, who am I and what am I doing on this planet? Why am I here on this planet? Well, the universe itself may not have any goals, but people certainly do. Um, that's a statement from the book, which you know I thought was really cool. Like We ask ourselves why we're here. Maybe that's an answer that we have to figure out while we're here. But we also ask, why is the universe here? And maybe it's just here. There's no reason for it to be here. It just is. Um, now, thinking about that now, maybe it's here so that we can be here. That's a pretty convoluted way of thinking of the same thing. Um, there's some that say the universe was always here and will always remain here. And there are others that say that the universe was created and then will be destroyed. But either way, um, we're here probably for a reason. And um, how can we figure out that reason that we're here? So, you know, meditation is probably one of the most uh, best ways to do it. And um, the reason for meditation becomes clear so that we can understand our subconscious mind, our higher inner mind. And the question is, how can we ever listen if we're always talking? And one of the things with meditation is probably that, you know, we start um, listening or we start understanding and we actually do stop talking um you know after all every time we do make a thought we're taking something which might become a living force so you know if we're creating and putting out in the universe how can we bring in from the universe and actually understand our own um actually understand our own thoughts and when you put a muslim and a jain together and still they you know uh, quote the Bible as well, which I think is, you know, one of the great things about this book. It really talks about um, not only one or two religions, but from all the religions in the world, uh, or many of the main religions of the world. And um, and Dr. Abdul Kalam, when he's talking in this part of the book, he actually explains why that, you know, when he was a child, um, his father was an imam, and many times in his home, um, there would be discussions with his, uh, his father, an imam, a Hindu priest and a Christian priest and together they would really just you know talk together and find solutions and that's the complete um, opposite of another thing which is stated in the book and it's that ironically it's the desire to please God that began to separate that began to separate us from one another and people began to take sides of who was right and of who was wrong so you know I mean when you've got different religions yes you can get together and, and understand each other better. Um, that's one way to do it, a creative way to do it. And a destructive way to do it is, you know, the complete opposite, which unfortunately uh, many people have been doing since the beginning of time. I mean, uh, since the beginning of understanding, since the beginning of religion. Um, you know, there's another famous quote that um, ever since uh, religion has done more than anything else to divide and conquer human beings, so, you know, it's there's two ways of seeing the same thing. And um, 
Abdul Kalam talks about, you know, in his childhood, the, the positivity of the different religions and the different perspectives getting together, understanding and finding solutions for humanity. Um, you know, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of the sinners, or sits in the seats of the scoffers, but his delights are in the law of the Lord, and his law, and on this law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in season, and to do not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. From Plasm 113. So, you know, the importance of uh, meditation, the importance of thinking and, uh, and not talking. Um, you know, after all, when you talk, when you talk and when you put out your thoughts in the world, they take a power of its own, which um, could destroy rather than create. So, you know, yeah, like we all have a purpose in this world. We all have a goal, but the universe itself uh, probably does not. And one of the questions that we're always that we should try in this lifetime to answer is who are we and what are we doing on this planet? You know, that's an easy question to ask, but a difficult one to answer. You know, the most difficult journey after all is the one within. And this is actually asking us really to take that journey within ourselves. You know, and um, when we're questioning why we are here on this universe or why we are here on this world, you know, we shouldn't lose fact of the. We shouldn't lose sight of the fact that it is quite probable that a man's technical and industrial progress will reach a point when he may destroy himself, and alongside all his achievements in science and technology, his books, his learning, and his civilization, you know, we have the power to create so much. And with that power of creation, we also have the flip side, the power of destruction. And um, if it goes unlimited, unchecked, unscathed. It can reach such a point where you know it's it's gonna destroy us all. So we've had this ever since you know the nuclear uh, age, the age that we're in. You know, in a click of a button, the whole world can be finished. Um, so we have this more now than we did before. But you know, uh, you know, the human race has destroyed so much in this you know, in this world also. Um, now we've got the power of total destruction, but. So far, we have destroyed ever since we've started living. So, um, you know, this brings to the seven sins that are talked about, which uh, which I find really potent, and it's basically uh, getting anything too easy. How I summarize it all to one of the sins is having wealth without work. You know, this is the classic. You know, you win it overnight in a casino, or you win it very easy, and it goes just as easy as it came, or because you got it so easy, you don't do the right things, or you don't, you know, plant it the right way. Um, it's sort of um, the fruit, yeah. You just pick it up from a tree, and when when the trees are always there, and you're just living in spring and summer, and fruit is so easy, you don't realize that you know winter will come, autumn will come. You don't realize to save, you don't realize to plant again, um, and this wealth without work leads to a overconsumption or a incorrect consumption which um, which not reinvested the right way so you were able to benefit but you did not plant again in which case I think that's the big reason for the sin I mean overconsumption is one but then you know you had it so easy but you didn't think of the ones after you that's that's the negative part of the sin and I think that's the stronger one um, pleasure without conscience so this is another classic you know um, uh, unlimited pleasure, gluttony, uh, 
as having it all, enjoying it all, but not having a conscience of what sort of effect that will have or um, a conscience of others that might not be able to have that pleasure and how we can share that pleasure with them. Um, also, pleasure for us might be um, impleasurable to others that we get that pleasure from and, you know, not thinking of that balance. So, again, you know, things are out of balance and that's a bad thing. That's that's a sin. Uh, commerce without morality. So, yeah, that, that's, that's something I hold very dear to myself. You know, whatever business we do, it should be the right business. It should be, um, it should have positive externality effects on the world. It should not be negative. Um, it should create, not destroy. Uh, so, you know, morality is very important in business. Um, after all, it's, it's uh, business is, it does as good business and bad business. And, you know, we can make the choice. Sometimes one is easier than the other. But in the long term, you know, morality, that's the one that you actually do want to invest in. That's the sort of business that you do want to invest in. A worship without sacrifice. Um, so uh, th this is one I don't fully understand yet. Uh, you know, you can have probably worship without sacrifice. So by sacrifice, it's probably, um, you know, mental sacrifice of, um, of, of being ready to, you know, give up something that we have right now so that we can have something later. But, you know, that's not one that I completely got my hand around. Uh, politics without principles. So, yeah, this is a big one. I mean, um, but then also politics with principles, you know, politics is negative by itself anyway. So, you know, what sort of politics is with principles? Maybe politics is more like governance or ruling rather than, you know, scheming uh, or scheming. So um, principles is important when ruling, like, you know, the, the, it's, I think, more important than, than the rule is the principles. And they should be very sound principles at all time. Um, knowledge without character. So this, yeah, this is where I think you've got destruction, right? You've got knowledge is the power of creation, but if you don't have character to channel it the right way, to use it the right way, it comes down to um, destruction. So again, it's the balance between creation and destruction, and making sure you're creating with the knowledge that you have and not leading it down to destruction. And science without humanity. That's the other one. Uh, you know, creation and destruction. Um, science can create. But if you don't have humanity, if you don't have humility, it can destroy as well. So, you know, having the power of creation, using it for creation and ensuring there's no destruction, um, you know, that's a big thing to watch out. So, you know, a society and a culture free of these sins or in balance of both of these things is a, is a society without violence. So basically it comes down to, you know, being nonviolent, really understanding things from the other perspective and and understanding it from the other person's shoes and feeling for them as well. All of these comes down to feeling and thinking of the other side of the of the of the coin at all times. You know, all of these sins, all of these rules, all of these principles should really be considered in the light of the thinking behind them. Um, the actions themselves are, you know, are not alone positive or not alone negative. It's actually the thinking and the rules and the principles behind them that that ensure that. Tell us whether it's uh, positive or negative. And um, these rules are designed to make us think and behave uh, in ways that we may not naturally be inclined to. So what is always right is not what always comes naturally to us. And this is, you know, the, you know, the monkey brain and the human brain or the, the, or the brain and the higher soul or whatever you want to call it. Um, and this gets touched on quite a lot later on in this book. 
but um, this chapter is really just focusing on uh, create creation, destruction, meditation, and looking within, understanding what is our purpose on this life, uh, uh, what is our purpose in this life, and really it wants to drill down on the fact that you know there's our purpose can be to create, but if we don't use it the right way, it will end up to destroy. And uh, we have the power to create, but we also have the power to destroy everything. And um, in order to have this balance, um, you know, probably asking ourselves, questioning ourselves, you know, meditating, sitting down and really understanding what this universe has to offer, what our role is in this universe, is probably extremely crucial. So um, thanks for joining us on the second chapter of this book. Looking forward to tomorrow where we talk about the third chapter which is basically the idea of unity. Thanks.